Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. It's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room. It's exciting. The website's, of course, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. We're on iTunes. You could review it if you want. There's a donation button. You've used it. I thank you for it. There's merchandise that you can get. The Ranger t-shirt, both of my CDs, and as always, a free Dork Forest magnet. Uh, if you just want a magnet, send me $2, uh, unless you're not from the United States, and then send me $3. So that's all. And of course, if you never get your stuff, email me for the love of don't just suffer in silence or complain to PayPal. Those are the two things I'd prefer you not do. Jackie at JackieCation.com. Okay, the credits. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg uh, sang that song you just heard. He'll sing again at the end. And Vilmos fixes the website and has his own podcast. There are Android and iPhone apps from their stores. You could do that. And that has bonus material of me talking to Andy for two and a half minutes about the show. There's a Pandora channel that somebody told me to talk about. And uh, you could do that with me doing jokes. And then uh, I just discovered a really cool website called freakingawesomenetwork.com. Freaking. No G. There was a great article by Andrew Leslie, who I think is the main guy over there, about an ID, IDW comic called Done to Death. And it's a great comic uh, from the sound of it. And I uh, very easily go to pick that up. That's what I'm just saying. The website reviews comics and anime and cartoons and video games. It's a pretty cool website. There we go. We're cross-promoting is what, what's happening, obviously, right there, as in an advertising sense. But I wouldn't do it if I didn't actually like the website. Really? It's getting awkward. Let's keep going. Right now, sitting in my living room, very talented actor, uh, Mr. Rich Summer. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And you were recommended because someone uh, someone was like, Dork Forest? I know a guy loves board games, and it's Rich Summer who loves board games. I do love board games. I have learned to love board games, and that's kind of exciting. And you're on, um, you're on Mad Mad Men. You're yes. recurring on Mad Men. I'm, I'm a I'm a series regular on Mad Men. Yes. That is it. That isn't even recurring. That's a series regular. You're actually my. I mean, they really. You're the guy that they just beat the hell out of. Yeah. I was like. Oh, be nicer to that guy. He seems to be married and he's got a nice family. No, yeah, no, yeah. He he brings a, plenty of it on himself. I think. He's an idiot. <laughs> you think he's an idiot? He can be. He can be an idiot. But uh, and you also did voice for La Noire, the video game. I did. I did voice and and video capture for that. It was more. I mean, it was less of a sort of voice gig than it was a full on. It ended up being like an acting gig. Oh, really? Because they did they did um, this sort of new type of full motion capture, right. which in which every actor looks exactly like themselves. So they didn't want us uh, overdoing it vocally to kind okay. of make up for odd animation. It was as close to cinematic as it can be, I think. Okay. Um, so each, I mean, when you play it, you'll, you'll recognize actors from, you know, Greg from- Grunberg from Heroes is in it. And, and, uh, Aaron Staten, of course, who plays the lead, uh, is on our show, Mad Men. And, and it was cast, the game was cast by the Mad Men. Uh, casting. Oh, okay. Oh, because so, it's set in the. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that had part to. And they're also amazing casting directors. So I think yeah. it, it just ended up being a uh, a thing that that uh, Laura Schiff and Carrie Audino ended up casting it. And so it's a lot of actors you've seen on our show and and uh, around town here. And uh, it's a pretty cool deal. It is a cool deal, and it's a really cool. Vi- I remember when the video game because I never realized until I 
got with my husband how long it takes to make a video game and how they're so much like movies now because they can put the kibosh on it two years three years in yeah and you're like but wait we're almost and la noir he worked at sony playstation at the time when they started doing that and he remembers guys going out and he, he would come home and he's like man they're they're making an amazing video game over there because they're taking pictures of every single alley in la yeah and recreating it and it's i mean it's just it's it's an amazing game. It's a pretty dense game. There's a ton of information on the discs. I mean, for for a 360 game the, nowadays to have to be split into two discs is like that's insane. Yeah, uh, that's an insane amount of information, and it is just hyper detailed. It's great. Yeah, it's beautiful too. Yeah. So um, let's talk. Let's talk board games. I never right. was into them when I was a kid. Were you into them when you were a kid? I was. I was into to games, but but not. Uh, I mean, I don't think the sort of the designer games that are that are. And I use this word loosely, hot right now, um, <laughs> were, were really happening as much then. I think that, uh, you know, my, my interaction with games was, you know, go to a thrift store and pick up a, a you know, Mad Magazine game or something like that and bring it home or, or Monopoly was a big hit at, right. at our home. And, uh, my, my buddy who lived down the street, we were best friends growing up and we would sit with the book of, um, Hoyle card games and oh. flip through the two player section and just kind of pick one and learn it. And so it was really any kind of game that we could get our hands on. That was just how we chose to pass the time. Oh, I love that. I love the idea that you're just like, okay, well, we could go out and play sticks or we could, you know, we were very inside children. We were, <laughs> we were way too nerdy for the sun to strike us. Right, right. You didn't even want to beat each other with sticks. <laughs> hmm, fair enough. No, it was a battle of the minds over a, Ex- over a, a board game. Over a board game or the Hoyle book, yes, which I think. Yes, exactly. Wait, did your grandmother own it or you just found it at like a thrift store? <laughs> well, that's it might awesome. have been that. It might have been thrift store. Because yeah. that's, that's great. Because I we had the worst board games when I was a kid. Besides Monopoly, life was the best of them. Yeah. And life is dumb. When when life is the best game in the house, there's there Her problems. cheesy is involved. Yeah. And you just want to cut yourself because yeah. it's brutal. And But yeah, I mean, and Risk, while Risk is a great game... It is genuinely interminable. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great game. I would say it's uh, uh, it's a pastime of youth. Like I wouldn't. That's about as <laughs> it's a real clock eater. <laughs> it, is, it, it will ruin uh, a day. Um, uh, not as bad as axes and allies. No, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> but both are are relatively, um, and Monopoly are they're all luck driven. You know, yeah. it's all you're you're rolling a, a handful of dice, and you can make. A small percentage of decisions, but right. the majority of what's happening on the board is driven by uh, luck. It's driven by you know you you can so the decisions don't matter as much. Not really. I mean, Monopoly. You know, I, I I've heard people say they're not good at Monopoly. Um, I don't know how you could be good at Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> you you just have to have good roles, I think. Yeah. And, and and Monopoly is I've talked about it before on this show is that it was obviously cre- it was actually created in 1910 or something as mm-hmm. a warning. Right. And it was not supposed to be fun. Right. And w- whoever wins has now destroyed the economy. Right. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. you haven't really won anything yeah. except for anarchy. <laughs> so, uh yeah, there was there was a kid that one of the neighbor kids did have a great game. Which it might also be luck driven now that you've brought that up, but it was, I liked it because it was in, the cards were interesting. It was called, might have been called Masterpiece and it was, um, or it was, uh, it was about art. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there were forgeries. M- master, uh, somebody just told me about this game and they were talking about it because it was awesome and I can't remember. 
I'll it might be it. masterpiece or master thief or something. It's some master thief. It's something art. It's like about the about fraudulent art, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and somebody I'll put it in the notes. Literally yeah. just told me about this game uh, a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't figure out what game they're talking gr- about. But it was the the art was very beautiful, and we needed it. Well, yeah. and to say you know to say that something is bad just because it's luck driven, that's not my goal. I, I there are plenty of games that have plenty of luck. I don't mind a, a healthy dose of luck in a game. I just What's a good one that you can think of offhand or uh that has luck answer. Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't my favorite game at all, but uh there's a game called Settlers of Catan which a right. lot of people kind of see as like a gateway into the hobby. It's a it's a it's easy to find and it's easy to learn and and sort of a a good first step into hobby games, but Is is that the one with the brick? Uh, yeah, you trade, trade wood for wheat or brick for sheep or okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that one has a, a goodly amount of luck, but, uh, you still can mitigate that with decisions you're making and, and right. good trades and whatnot. But what's your favorite? I mean, I, you know, let's just jump around. I don't care. Sure. And, uh, what, 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 what do you really like? I mean, what are some of your favorite games? I mean, I have a whole lot that I really well, like. Right, right. Um, I mean, if I, I start now and go, man. I, I spent a lot of time we on have a forty-five uh, minutes. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, this will be easy. Right. Um, I spent a lot of time on a website called BoardGameGeek.com. Yes, and uh, it is. Um, I mean, for for nerds like me, who this is their their biggest obsession, it's sort of the place to go. Uh, and do you um, review games on there as well? I have reviewed games on there, not as much. I mean, I don't. I can't imagine people really giving that much do you of a read shit the reviews about, i read the reviews oh i read the reviews absolutely See? before i buy any game i read the reviews right. but um i don't i don't know what i could have to offer in that way but anyway i i uh i do rate games that i play often okay. just like a number value with a, right. maybe little a little splash of of some opinion uh, but th- there are only two games that i currently have listed as tens on that website and they are a game called democker which is what? uh by a gentleman named Karl Heinz Schmiel. Thank God uh, you're here. That's I've never heard of it. How do you spell it? Uh, Demacher is D I E and then M A C H E R. And it's a game about it's best played with five players with the full complement of players, but it's a game about the German uh political system basically and each of you plays a party in the german system and it's a big game i mean it takes okay. a few hours okay but it's and, and a lot of people say it's super complicated i don't think it's that complicated and i will i've gotten into arguments about this before but and it bothers me when people sort of like okay. talk it down because they say it's so complicated but it's not it is it's a whole shit ton of steps in a row okay but you 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 just follow each of those steps you know, seven times. It's ten steps, seven times, and you're done. I mean, that's really the whole game. Seven turns? Yeah, seven, with seven, okay. seven elections. Okay. Seven, seven provinces that you, you – cities. So that do you, you go around in. five people seven times, essentially? Um, each, or is it more? Yeah, no, each round – yeah, I mean, it's – it's it, it's not – it's it's like um, – it, so if we're, if we're now looking at uh, – I don't, don't know any of the pronunciations, but sure. well, like Munich. Okay, so we're doing the Munich election, let's say. And, uh, it's step one of the Munich election. Then we all do step one of the Munich election. And then we all do step two. So you go around the table. I guess it ends up being 70 times, but, right. it, uh, you know, it, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, to me, it's not complicated. It's, it's pretty straightforward. You just have to, it isn't fiddly. It's not, I mean, to me, it's not. I okay. mean, I, I think it's, it's, you know, for some reason, there are some games I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. This one just hits my sweet spot. Like I, I totally get that game. Um, and the other one that is currently a 10 on there is, is I only played it for the first time a couple weeks ago as I was in uh, the hotel recovering from a vasectomy. Um, I, uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm <laughs> I understand you're the father of, <laughs> uh, I have two and uh, that's that great. Is all. That's fine. <laughs> um, but the, 
Uh, newest addition to my tens is uh, a game called Combat Commander Europe, and it's by this guy Chad Jensen, um, and it's a World War II game. And the first the first iteration of it is just Europe, and it has twelve scenarios in it. Uh, and it's just, I mean, I played. I, mean, I think World War II is probably arguably one of the most popular themes for games yeah. these days. Um, and I played a lot of them, but this is. For some reason, and there's a heavy dose of luck in that one too. It's it's card driven, so okay. Anytime you have a lot of cards, and on the cards are printed dice, so like you you have cards and dice, essentially. I mean, right. virtual dice. Sure. There's a plenty of plenty of luck, but you you really do have the chance to offset it with with crafty play and the way cards can kind of combine with each other. It's a really it's a really cool game. It sounds another dense one though. Oh, it's super dense. That okay. one that one I think is harder to learn than. Democker. I feel like Democker, you'll reference the rules yeah. a few times during a game. Combat Commander, I have two copies of the rule book and we are constantly like, what the fuck did that? What right. is that? Uh, can I do that? Do I have line of sight there? Does that tree block this? I mean, it's right. constant, but is, I love oh, it. Oh, is there terrain and oh, everything yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. It's, wow. it's awesome. Okay. Awesome. All right. That sounds a little bit. Yeah. I'll tell you when I first, I never, you know, when I was a kid, first of all, I'm the youngest of six. So there was always the problem of what I refer to as sibling rules, Mm -hmm. where if you forget to get $200 when you go around the go, my brothers and sister were like, oh, too late. So sad, too bad. And you're like, I don't want to play with you, quite honestly. (laughs) Right, right. How about we just play the game and then we can all get to be part of whatever game. I hate playing games like that. I, 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 One of my regular gaming partners and I were just having this conversation the other day that when we teach a game... One of the things that's most frustrating to me is when I'm being taught a game and somebody sort of uh, plays it as as hard as they can. And they're like, okay, here's why what you just did was was dumb. Because now I'm going to do this and this and this. And then right. you're like, oh, okay, so I have no chance of recovering from that. They're like, no, nah, it's pretty much you're screwed now. And you're like, well, well why would this. you do like, that? Why? Yeah, this yeah. isn't. So if I'm teaching a game, I'm I'm always sort of hovering over every move they make. And I kind of – I'm like, okay, now before you make that move, let me, let me just point out what the after effects of that are going to be. If you go there, then that means that I have an opening to do this or I could do this. So before you do it, just know that say I have this card and I'm not saying I do. But if I do, then I'll be able to do this. So you have right. to be able to defend again. Like, That's the way that- – I would rather lose the game – and yeah. have someone want to play again, then, uh, then, then teach it. someone and win the game, and then they never want to play with me again. That's it. Exa- I mean, that is exactly how Andy taught me how to play games, which is that's perfect. Uh, if we have a gaming, you'll be invited. Thank you. Okay, so because oh, the thing is, is he has forty friends from high from college that he still hangs out with and yeah. still plays games. He went to UCLA. He was part of a science fiction club. They meet regularly. Awesome. I mean. Two, three times a week, if possible, to play games. And that's all he wants to do is play games. Like, look at that corner. See that corner? It's got some toys. It's got some games. I see that. And uh, But the thing is, is it's... It's exactly like that. He he wants you to, and one of the, one of his favorite things is if you win the game the first time you play it. He said you're in then. Yeah, you're in. absolutely. Yeah, you, and because you're like, oh, I had a positive experience. I could play this forever. And one of his friends, the very nice Phil and Ju- Judy Adler, mm-hmm. they have a young son, and their young son, their young son is a uh, young Bernard, and he. I was playing with him when he was probably four years old. I was playing his first board game. We were playing, uh, not shoots and ladders, but the other one, the Candyland. Mm-hmm. And Judy comes over and she says, how's it going? And I said, he's doing really well. And I'm not letting him win. And I said, I'm obviously not kicking his ass. I wouldn't do that with anyone. Right. <laughs> but um, I said, but I'm not a huge fan of, of, of letting kids win. And she goes, 
please do not let him win. He's going to be playing games forever, and he needs to know that it's a game, and he yeah. will lose it, and it doesn't matter because yeah. it's a board game. And uh, I, and I was like, yeah, you know, I don't get a lot of my self-esteem whether or not I win the board game. Right. Thank God. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, it's I just like playing them. And, and you know, to that end, since I like playing them, I am sort of a, a board game evangelist. I want people to know that they're – Yes, there are some intimidating games, but they're not all, uh, you know, super, super dense like the ones I just described. The ones I just right. described, you wouldn't want to start with those. Right. But, right. but they're, they're, they're apples are... to apples, a great Absolutely. gateway drug. Absolutely. The best. Absolutely. And it's perfect for comics and actors because everybody gets two minutes. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you who doesn't want a couple of minutes? <laughs> you get your two minutes. Yeah, everybody gets focused on and everybody gets <laughs> yeah, nice. exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And then the ones, and I mention them all the time, the ones that I've picked recently that – I, my first game that I ever researched and bought and heard about, I think I heard about it on this show, was Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Have you played that? I have. I just played it last week. It is – I I like a cooperative game where you play against the board. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you have no chance of winning. Absolutely. Which Pandemic, I I would say 90% of the time I lose. It is hard as hell, that game. Right. And they just put out an expansion set because it was too easy for people. And the, I was like, Well, that's not the only people? thing. That expansion is actually awesome. It it yeah. does have something to make the game harder, but you, you can also uh, elect not to use it. You can right. use – it has the components to add a fifth player. It also has – like double the roles. So every time you play the game, if you shuffle up the roles, you have a totally different game because people have different uh, abilities. Right. And then it also adds uh, the ability for one person to play against the group as a bioterrorist. Oh, that's right. And it adds a fifth gene that mutates differently from the other uh, – From the other four. The, this is assuming that every listener you have knows what the hell pandemic is oh, I, as I go on and I describe I have mentioned some. pandemic a little okay, bit. Good, good, <laughs> it's good. good. And, and then the other one is that – because I like um, – I also don't mind what they've done – with the movie tie-ins, because mm-hmm. there's a Lord of the Rings Risk, right. and there's a Harry Potter Clue. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed both of those. Right. Lord of the Rings Risk is nice just because it uh, it's finite uh, with the you, ring. You play the so you play the trilogy version. Yeah. Yeah, because there are a couple of Lord of the Rings Risks oh, that's out right. there, but they're the the one that's good is the Lord of the Rings trilogy one that has the ring that moves and it's yes. basically a built-in timer. Yes. Yeah. That I agree with you. That is that is of the there's that and then Risk recently came out with what's called the uh, risk revised, which you can get at Target, which okay. which also is finite. It oh, has really? um, objectives that you are all trying to go for, and, and there are big objectives and little objectives, and I think you have to get enough objectives to add up to five or something, with big objectives okay. being worth two, or I, I don't remember. But that's a great – that's similar to the Lord of the Rings tie-in. It's right. a it's a finite risk. I, I've never – been able to say that I played two full games of Risk in three hours before that version of it. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Have you tried Godstorm? The Risk Godstorm? I have not. I, I heard it's I great. I played it once. It was great. It's, it's set on another... There's a whole other board where you're dead and on another plane. <laughs> right. And then you can bring your troops back. Sure. Bring your troops back because people come back to life in, the, in other pantheons. I don't think you understand. It's a different pantheon. There is a new Risk coming out in November, which I am super jazzed about. And it's kind of... Uh, a lot of the the game nerds have have gotten all up in arms about this Uh-oh. because people collect games. Like I I have a healthy game collection. It's not that I collect them to have them. I I like to play them all. Yeah. I don't have any that I don't open. I open them up and sort them out and play with them. But this game is called Risk Legacy, and the point of it is to destroy it in some way. Meaning that every change that happens in the game becomes mm-hmm. permanent. So uh, you may play a card that says. Um, uh, name a country on the board, then destroy this card. So, like, you, with a Sharpie, write 
the new name of a country on the board, then you physically rip up that card. It is out of the game forever. <laughs> and there are think there are other things like but you make up a country too. Like well, you that's don't one, say Kamchatka. That's one of the bon- that's okay. one of the bonus things, I believe. But there there are all these other things like cards get destroyed, pieces get permanently removed, things get written on the board, uh, areas crossed off, never to be brought back again. And then there are also these secret packets that are in the game. And I don't know, remember how many come with it, but once certain conditions are met. Then you open up that packet and a whole new pile of stuff comes out. Stickers to put on the board that change things. And oh, it wow. sounds awesome to me. And I don't know why you wouldn't want just once just to, once. to beat the shit out of a game that you own. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 these guys are a little precious for me. I, I don't, yeah. I, why, why be precious about it? Like I, I want to have things to last and I'll probably admittedly buy two copies of it so I can have one that's, <laughs> that's untouched, but I am looking forward to just grinding one of them into the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What the heck? I mean, yeah. that's the, it's, you know, whenever it's like when I buy a Super Bowl, uh, right. when I buy a Super Bowl, that is a finite toy. That yes. is a toy that I am not going to chase eventually. <laughs> I am going to play with that Super Bowl and then I'm going to be done with that Super Bowl. <laughs> and so I used to babysit and we, I bought, and that's when I realized that it was a finite toy because I bought one for each of us and he must have been seven. She was nine. I was 30, whatever. But, uh, I was like, all right, let's throw him against the wall. And, uh, the boy was like, no, no, wait, wait, what if I, what if I, what if I can't get it? And I was like, well, that's the end of it. Then you can have mine and then you can lose mine. Right. And I mean, I'm not going to, they're a dime. I'm not, I know oh, that they have a half life. To him, if he, it's binary. He's a, either has a ball or he doesn't. Like yeah, that's, that's true. You know, <laughs> right. I'm a little more philosophical about my Super Bowl <laughs> use. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so what about, um, yeah. So have you ever played that, the, the clue? Because I never liked Clue because I'm terrible at... Uh... I mean, as far as licensed clues, I played the Simpsons Clue. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, it's Clue, it's clue with Simpsons characters. Right. Which... Did it have... What I liked about the Harry Potter Clue is that uh, the staircases move. So oh. all the different rooms can change. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It finally makes it... Because, you know, otherwise it's lame. Yeah, it's Corner to corner, yeah. corner to corner. And, uh, yeah, so it mixes it up. That That's what made the Harry Potter Clue Oh, I like clue that. No, yeah. I, I do like when, when a... A tie-in game uh, will uh, change the rules a little bit to fit. I mean, look to keep I, it interesting. Uno is not the uh, <clears throat> greatest game in the world. You know, speaking of luck versus skill, but um, at least all these weird franchise sort of uh, licensed Uno games that have come out. There's like a National Parks Uno. There's every, oh, and each of them have a card that is different from all the other okay. uh, versions. So it's kind of a neat. Uh, thing that if if there is something you care enough about to have an Uno deck that represents it, then then there is at least a oh, special card enough. that is themic <laughs> themically valuable. Fantastic! I love the British Empire. Let's yes, do a British exactly. Empire Uno. And uh, <laughs> what would the special card be in the British? Oh Empire? my God! I don't know. Victoria, right? Harry Flashman. I'm <laughs> uncertain. It's uh, but what uh, um, what about? Like, let's talk card games. Because sure. uh, I do like, like, Apples to Apples is a mm-hmm. card game. And that was the other thing I liked about it was that there wasn't some crazy-ass board that when, when, when they first started pulling it out, it's like, oh, it's a hand of cards. Right. And that means that it'll probably be short and it'll be fine. Right. And then guillotine or guillotine or whatever. Yeah. You ever play that? I have played that, yeah. I like that. I, I bring that with me on the road sometimes mm-hmm. because um, you can it, – it's small enough yeah. that you can make other comics – uh, if they get exactly. bored enough, play. I, I mean, one of the things that I, I learned early on, I unfortunately, er, early in my board game sort of obsession, I assumed that uh, a game was a game is a game. And so I 
ordered a copy of a game called Puerto Rico, which was the number one game for many, many years on Board Game Geek. And I just thought, you know, we'd pull it out, me, my wife, and my friend, we'd yeah. learn the game. And my lovely wife, uh, not much uh, for board games. Right. And as soon as we began it, it was clear this was going to be awful. We we played it. Right. But it was terrible. And I fear uh, is probably still the reason she is reticent to learn a game now. Oh. Um, because it, so so I've I've it's taken me a long time to crawl to to explain to her. No, I know now what kinds of games you will like, and yes. I will tell you. What game is not right for you and what right. game is right for you? Puerto Rico, not right for her. <laughs> I, re- I think games. we have that game and I did not enjoy it. It's, it's, it's hard. I mean, yeah. it, that one is really hard to wrap your head around. But a game like Guillotine, um, no, like for me, it's not my favorite game. Right. Uh, I played it a few times, but, uh, it is something that it has, uh, pretty, uh, pictures, it's cute cartoon artwork. Right. Uh, it plays quickly. It's easy to explain, and it's sort of a fun, weird theme. And it's got that little box so you slip right. the stuff in. And like then... it's visually appealing, and right. it's and, easy to get people in. Right, and it is not too long, and it's more social. Exactly, I mean, which which I think is really important for me. Whether or not it's important for everyone who just starts playing games, like I think once you're thirty years into playing games, where you have always sort of. Where you had a positive game experience when you were a kid. Right. And then it's manifested where occasionally you get a clunker. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you can keep moving and like there's, we go over to these, the, these gaming nights and people bring these different games. What the heck? Wow. Really? I've forgotten the name of the damn game. Oh, well, but it's, it's, uh, Whatever. Let's talk about. What about Citadels? I like Citadels. I like Citadels. Mm-hmm. Citadels is good. That's there's a little role selection mechanic in there that I really like. That's yeah. That's um, a fun one. That's really yeah. I like I like that aspect of it a lot. I mean, the thing with with I, like once I got deep enough into games, I learned that I could kind of pick and choose themes that I did or didn't like, and I don't love whatever that theme is i don't love that sort of medieval oh that medieval uh, kind of thing? yeah and i'm okay. not a big fa- i'm not even a big fantasy or sci-fi fan which might be why you don't like um or that you're not that psyched about settlers um yeah that's part of it i mean that's definitely part of it landed, but, but i have a lot of farming to be like agricola is an amazing farm game that's not far i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, I, I am getting adverse. a pattern with what you like you i mean because the thing is is yeah you are dipped, man. It's uh, yeah, because I mean, because those ones. I mean, those are the ones that Andy wants to play because he's like, let's do this and let us swim around in Agricola yeah. for uh, forty minutes while we figure out how to play Agricola. Yeah, it does take some time that one too. Yeah. but but it's good. It's I mean, it's good. it's it was an amazing game once it got started. But I'm always sitting there going, should I get my laptop? What am I? What should, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah. There's a lot to think about in that one. But but settlers for me is. It's fine. It's fine. And I'll yeah. tell you the, the electronic version I played on iOS all the time. The iOS version is great. There are like scenarios and stuff. It plays differently all the time. And, and I know there are a billion expansions and I haven't gotten there. Right. Because I don't really care about Seafaring the base game of, enough. Yeah. yeah. Seafarers and, and merchants Space, or think, something. Or... Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't, I don't dig the game itself, but you know, that doesn't mean I don't like trading games or I, again, don't like farming games or dice games or, or building games. I like all of those types of games. Right. It's just that one in particular. It's, I think it's because whenever I meet someone who's into board games, it's either, oh, like what, Monopoly or Risk? And I'm like, mm, no. Or they're like, oh, I have this great game you should try. It's called Settlers of Catan. And I'm like, you know, oh, right, no. right. I get it. I played it. I played it um, a lot and I don't uh, really. I had, I had a puzzle dork on and she was like, 
It's not that I don't like Sudoku, but I just right. can't talk to you about it every time because right. it's not the only puzzle out there. Right, but that's yeah. that's super accessible for people. Sure. And so in a way, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't put them down for playing no, no, settlers no. because and she again, doesn't... when that's the doorway, when that's the gateway, then uh, that, please play it as yeah. long as it takes for you to keep on coming through the door. Yep. Um, but I have some friends who are sort of stuck on settlers, and right. they aren't planning on moving from it and <laughs> and we just play games less because it's you know right if you feel like playing settlers yeah or exactly. seeing them exactly and those are the choices that, those, that's when i get to how see about them. carcassonne i like carcassonne yeah yeah i i like Car- i like the variants of carcassonne more. not even carcassonne is a it's a tile laying game just for for those who don't know right. it's a tile laying game mm-hmm. uh where you're trying to sort of build roads and towns and and fields and get points for doing all those things oh, right and there are for that game there's like an abundance of expansions that change the flavor of the game and uh, i think it sort of went off the rails a little bit but there are other variants of it there's like there's uh hunters and gatherers and there's a game called ark of the covenant and there's oh, right. uh, those those versions i find more appealing um right. carcass on the castle which is a two player only okay um, uh, and Carcass on the City. All, I actually like all of those more than I like the vanilla, the regular Carcass on with all one. of its expansions. Yeah. I, it, it's sort of too much for me to, to okay. handle. I'm also sort of a completist. I usually am, if a game has expansions, I'm going to have all the expansions or I'm going to have none of them. And for Carcassonne, I started getting the expansions. I got two or three and I was like, shit, there are like 15 of these things. I'm not doing yeah. this. Yeah, you can't do, you can't buy all the X-Men either. Yeah, right. All the comic books, it can't happen. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, and, uh, that, that actually happened. I bought, uh, as a gift, I got Andy the, uh, the Small World game mm-hmm. and he immediately went out and bought the three expansions mm-hmm. card sets. And then when the new one, the Underworld mm-hmm. one came out, he was like, well, we got to get that. Yeah. And I was like, but uh, we're not done having fun with the original Small World, no? It, we're not because I do like Small World. I actually, yeah. I actually bought the the app for um, the game for uh, for iPad. iPad? Yeah. It's fantastic. On it iPad. is great. It's great. I did get the expansions on that recently on my same. last trip, yep. and uh, it's a fun game. It's yeah. it's it. I like the switching of the races and mm-hmm. the and the and the talents, not the talents. What are they? The, the, yeah, the abilities. The I mean, abilities. Whatever they're. Called. I don't remember the exact I, game term for it. But right. Yeah. There's races with powers. I think with powers. Yeah. yeah. And um and they it, you know you just they sh- they shuffle randomly mm-hmm. and so there's it's not infinite but there's a great number of ways to play. Oh, it. Yeah. It feels infinite because yeah. it, it's and it's always fun. Every game. Almost every game is going to be different, right? Because the the order in which things come up and the sort of value of each race at any given time um, within those ten turns—it's only ten turns. I yeah. mean, that's a game that you'll be on—you'll be nine tenths of the way through it, and you're like, "Oh my god, I feel like I just got up and running." Right and now, it's now it's going to end. <laughs> that's because so. it's a small world, right? And uh, what are you going to do? Well, after all. <laughs> After all, and then okay, yeah. So what else? What, what else do you? Because I see that you that you like those ones. What are? Have you ever played a game called the Hell Game? Mm, oh, it's like are you the talking Ninth like Cir- Cir- Circle of Hell? Well, it's I, more Dante. I played a okay. No, I I played a game called the Hell Game, but I bought it at like Spencer Gifts when I was in seventh grade. I doubt it's what we're talking about. No, no, right. it, it's uh, it's got you know when 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 you open up a game and it has a thousand chits mm-hmm. and you're like, aha, mm-hmm. that's what this game is going to be like, and because uh, <laughs> uh, I always get and then there was I mean when I first got in with the gaming peoples, uh, there was a lot of talk. Uh, they loved – I like how people are genuinely into how they open a – like there's videos of how to oh, open yeah. a game. Unboxing a game. Yeah. The unboxing a game video, a lot of them out there. Oh, yeah. It's nice Tons. work. And um, when I met 
Andy's friends, they were like, well, somebody go get the baggies. Somebody, yeah, somebody oh, go yeah. get the bag. And I was like, what are you doing with the baggies? And I was like, oh, you don't just loose, like throw them loose into the box oh, no, again. No, 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 no. no. This, <laughs> so you can separate them every time you want to play. As, as a father of two and a, a happily married man, I don't get to play games as much as my little heart desires. <laughs> and so one of my most uh, exciting sort of still uh, gaming activities without any partners is when I've gotten a new game kids have gone to bed my wife and i are maybe <laughs> sitting watching a tv show and i'll get out that game and i get a little pile of baggies and i sort it all out it's very zen for me like you, i read the rules enough to figure out oh, okay these pieces should be bagged with these pieces and this and i will do that oh my <laughs> goodness i love that it is the most calming thing i can do I, you know what <laughs> that's uh because andy just bought a bunch of action figures that he had sent from japan mm-hmm. and he was like it was kind of expensive and i said well you only do it Twice a year, you know? I mean, he doesn't right. really spend that much money on action figures. But he he came home and I wanted him to do something. I don't know. Change a light bulb or some damn thing that I didn't want to do. Right. And uh, and I sweep. So that's the yeah. deal. Oh, no, no. You got to put a in a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, hey, I couldn't get the DVR. And he said, your technological difficulties are, are fascinating to me. I can't. I cannot. Can I not? Can I blow them off? And then he had his, the, and he was just started taking it out and oh, he yeah. built it. And I was like, that is, it is. And you could just see the tension of whatever his day, which is a lovely day. Yeah. Uh, just drain away, you know, cause we, we all live very pretty cool lives. Absolutely. And, uh, but there's still tension. There's still, you want to check out yeah. and dive into your toy. Definitely. And, uh, <laughs> It's I, it's nice. I rec- I know that feeling. I completely identify with that. Yeah, that's that's great. What uh what what games have you gotten recently? Or or um the one that I most recently sorted out and bagged and it took me I don't know, a couple hours and it was oh, it was wonderful. Uh is <laughs> nice. uh, it's a solitaire game actually called Field Commander Napoleon. Um and it's by this this guy Dan Verson um who uh uh, had a booth up at the local Strategicon convention at the uh, LAX Sheraton. Okay. And that's a thrice yearly uh, board gaming, well, gaming convention here in the LA area. Right. And they have, uh, you know, they have a video game area and, and PC gaming and board games and role playing and LARPing and whatever. Right. Uh, and so I go for the board gaming, right. obviously. And. Do you ever guy. take a lap? You ever do look at the oh, others? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're I made a stone. I love. No, no, no. I take a look. It's <laughs> nice, uh, and I always make it to the dealer room, and that was where um, I, I already had the first two in his series, which are Field Commander Rommel and Field Commander Alexander, and and Ooh. this Napoleon is sort of his big box game. Okay. And the MSRP on it is a hundred bucks, so it was something I had wow. sort of avoided. But um, I had a friend with me who owed me money for for tickets to something we'd gone to, and so he he bought the game for me, uh, oh, nice. and I was delighted. So I. And it got took to like home. two hours. It to... took forever to sort out all the pieces. It was awesome. It was awesome. Have you got to play it yet? I haven't gotten to play it yet. Right. No, but but I've had my first sort of a little experience. We've met. We flirted. You we flirted, flirted as I sure. bagged it. Sure. sure. <laughs> right. You just you took her out to dinner. Exactly. It's lovely, and that's that's so cool though because it's it's I like you know I I'm always trying to find a game to buy Andy, yeah. but he will, you know he can. He can rent them off. I, I don't know. Uh, there's, it's the, it's his one vice, you right. know? It's the thing that is also his job. So he, it's hard to pick one. Right. That I bought one. It was about planting beans. Mm-hmm. beans. Bonanza? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it wasn't that great. It was just all right. Oh, really? You didn't like it? Did, how many people did you play with? Oh, just two. Oh. 
Are we talking about the same game? Which, yeah. Which version? Was it you know what? the vanilla Bonanza yeah. box? Yeah, yellow. Got to play it with like with four, like four or, to seven play. It plays okay. up to seven. So that's one that I highly recommend. Uh, give it another sort shot. Of the, yeah, definitely give it another shot because that's okay. a really – that actually is probably my third most played game. I log all my plays on BoardGameGeek.com so I can tell you <laughs> factually which one is better. Uh, can I link people to your BoardGameGeek uh, account? Yeah, so yeah I'll send you might, the link so that you can send lovely. it out. Yeah. That would be lovely. Um, but, but that's actually – that's a great game. And, okay. And it's designed by Uwe Rosenberg who also designed Agricola. Okay. Totally different game. Yeah. But uh, also still about farming I guess sort of ostensibly. But, but not – not really. So different. But the two-player version of Bonanza is not uh, – it, it wasn't fine, super fun. But it, it it's only for people, in my opinion. It's only to sort of scratch the itch if you can't get anyone together after you've already played the big game. You, right. you have to play the big game to, to get right. the full effect of that one. Yeah. Th- and then there was uh, – yeah – like like Andy will be like, do you want to play a game? And uh, mostly not. Uh, yeah. I I do, but I I it's not usually like I would rather sit there and read a book sure. than than play a game. But I'm probably whatever. The but he we had a oh I know I had a guest on and it was called Masses versus the Massive. Have oh, you heard of that? No. It is he made it himself. Oh. And it's essentially like a Godzilla. It's more of a mix of a gam. It's like a Gamerzilla. It's a Gamera Godzilla character, okay. and somebody plays that guy, and then somebody else. It's only two person. Somebody plays Tokyo. Nice. And <laughs> the uh, the directions they got. I was playing with his cousin Caleb came and stayed with us, and uh, Caleb and I were playing. And at one point, the directions were not particularly clear. And the great thing about Massive versus the Masses. Is Jake the guy who, Jake Alley the guy who invented it and printed it and the hexagrams. It's so, he made these rubble tiles that mm-hmm. are beautiful and the little character's beautiful. And, um, and then the Tokyo, just regular plastic toys. Yeah, but, uh, sure. but some of it was, I mean, some of the artwork was so amazing. And then, but the, there was a discrepancy in the rules. Well, Jake has his telephone number on his website. And so I called him and I said, so what is the cone that uh, the fireball would have hit from Gamerzilla? And he's like, oh, we'll go for that way. And he was, he wow. answered his damn phone. That's awesome. <laughs> I know it. You got, I'll show it to you after. That's awesome. It's a really, it's a really fun game, quite honestly. I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, we don't play it enough, but it's a good two player game. Yeah. Are there, oh, somebody just emailed me about a one player D&D game. Oh, I haven't heard. I've never, never played anything D and D really. Again, the theme has never really. Called oh, that's to right. Because so it's, it's middle. Yeah. Um, but but I I, I mean that being said, on the flip side, there's a game called Claustrophobia, um, by this guy named Croc C R O C, um, and it is like a it's like a underworld, you know, people fighting against a demon and whatever. And I usually hate that theme, but God, is that a fun game? And it's totally like. You play all these different scenarios. It's different every time. You, your your goal is different every time. You don't know what's co- – it's a dungeon crawl, so you're flipping tiles as okay. you go through. Um, it's How awesome. many players? Two. Oh, wow. Straight up. I mean, there is one three-player scenario, but y- y- it's yeah. two. It's two. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, but that's another one that like – so I guess my point is I can be proven wrong on theme. I, <laughs> I, I don't rule out a game just because it's that theme, but I have to be convinced to right. try and it. Right, and I'm into – Two D and D games, so yeah. I was sort of like, "Well, I don't want to play a D and D board game. That sounds like right. a, it kind of defeats the." But he described what the singer pl- he doesn't have enough. He's, he he wrote the greatest letter. He was like, "I don't have uh, I don't have any friends who like to play board games." And then parenthetically, he said, "I have friends 
<laughs> they just don't like board Let games. Let me make something clear here. Before we start heaping on me about my friends. <laughs> right. Before you start picturing something that is not actually accurate. <laughs> and I, I thought that was perfect. And uh, and he just said, but there's a one-player D&D board game. And he's like, it's kind of great because then I could just get off, you know, get my, my board game fix need fulfilled. I totally get a solitaire board game. I, it's like I said, Field Commander Napoleon. That's why I have it for when I travel or whatever. I, I Oh, is it one spot, player? One player. And I reserve a spot in my suitcase for a couple little solitaire board games. You know, I need a field commander or ambush or something like that that I can take along with me. And or and with iPad, I mean, yeah. my goodness, it's blown wide open. Small World and, and Ticket to Ride and all of those. Oh, and you right. can play Ticket by to, yourself. Yeah, Ticket to Ride's pretty great. It's great. Longest train. It's great. Longest train. It's great. Ten points. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Ticket to Ride's pretty. Um, have you ever played? There's a, um, a, a dogfight game. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Or I haven't played it, but it's, um... It's one I've seen them play. Like, Andy's buddy Lee has it. Yes. And it's pretty great. Yeah, it looks... It's it's cards and then little airplanes. And then tiny airplanes, yeah. Oh, everyone... And, and you gotta do trajectory and you gotta, yeah. you know... I see the picture in my brain. I see it on the shelf at Emerald Knights in Burbank. I know exactly where it is. Uh, I can't off the top of my head remember the name no of the worries. game. No worries. Aces... Oh, oh it, it might be Aces balls. something. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the I've, let, I've let everyone down. Exactly, they're uh, screaming. <laughs> there might actually be several people going. It's that Aces Aces flight or yeah, whatever. Right, whatever. I, I can't remember what it is. More than once, I've yes. gotten an email saying I was screaming overboard. I'm, I'm sure you couldn't think of the movie Overboard. I'm I sure. knew what it was. <laughs> so um, for two player games, there's actually a game that I very recently was introduced to, and it's actually just been published uh, by this this relatively young company called Stronghold Games, and they are all about. Uh, uh, putting out good games with super quality components. Like the components are oh, amazing right, right. in these games. Uh, and it's called Confusion. It's like Confusion, uh, Deception and Espionage in the Cold War or something like that. The subtitle oh, is wow. it's long, but it's Confusion basically. And I, I believe the designer is a guy named Robert Abbott, I think. But it's kind of like a reverse Stratego in that – and I don't uh, – another another type of game I don't usually jump at is abstract games. Like, right. uh, And this has a theme. Like but it's pretty, sort of a checkers-y kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's like chess and Stratego sort of had a baby, sort of. Okay. Um, so your pieces are all facing me mm -hmm. and my pieces are facing you. So I know how your pieces move and you know how my pieces move. Um, so I will try and make a move. And, and the goal is there's just a little briefcase in the middle of the board. Your goal is pick it up, walk it to the other side, the end. To do that, though, I have to say, okay, uh, piece A, can he move like this? And then your buddy will be like, no. So you move it back and you cross, you have a little sheet and you're keeping track of how each piece can or cannot move so that you can narrow how down which one. How many pieces are on the? There are, uh. Is it a full, you like. You have like maybe eight, or not eight, maybe like 12 pieces, I think. 12 okay. pieces. So each it's not huge. It isn't too many. No, it's not too, too many. Okay. But you're keeping track. And then the other, the other little twist is that each of you has a double agent. And you don't know which oh, piece is your double agent. Okay. And so your friend could be like, uh, yeah, he can move there, even though it, they get to choose. So right. so you might figure out, you might be like, ah, oh, I know what this piece is finally, and I'm going to be able to use it to its best. You get on the briefcase, and all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to go here, because I know I can go there. And your friend's like, nope, you can't go there. And you're like, God damn it, that's my double agent. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so it's really, it's it's a really wicked game. I, I like, love it. You know, the political games are crazy. You know, I like the idea of of trying to... To teach using those those games where you're just like, because there's, uh, well, 
And then I have a terrible example. Illuminati. Uh-huh. Have you tried to play yeah. that? Yeah. No, I haven't. But right. It's. I, I, I tried once. It's too fiddly. Yeah. I know. I know enough about it to know I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> it's. It's a lot. And then there was one called Talisman. Yeah. I like Talisman. I've heard um, it's good. Right. Uh, you. I don't think would like it just because it has a dragon in the middle. It's more yeah. mouse trappy than you. I've exactly. Seen that I think I've heard that. you would enjoy. And. <laughs> I mean, I like mouse trap. It's a. It's a neat thing to watch happen. It's just yeah, it's a, a terrible game to yeah, play. Yeah, it's not a game. No, it's not it's a game. It's a toy. It's a toy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, as far I, I, I'm, I was terrible at history in school, and most of my interest in history as an adult comes from games. Oh, interesting. Um, Field Commander Alexander got me into, uh, I was, when I was in Miami shooting burn notice, I went to this game store down there and bought Field Commander Rommel and Alexander, and I got- Are those one player as well? Those are both solitary. Yeah. Okay, good. And I got I got really into. I was like, I don't know enough about Alexander, and so I downloaded this documentary on Alexander. And so, like, I find that interesting. And Cold War, there's a game uh, by by Jason Matthews called Twilight Struggle, which just very recently, in the last few months or so, finally unseated Puerto Rico on Board Game Geek as the number one game. So okay. That, of all the the dorks who have played it, they right. like it the most. Okay. Uh, and it is fantastic. It's yeah. a nine for me. It's fantastic. Uh, and it's a, it's a cold war game. One of you is the U S one of you is USSR. And, uh, it is, it is so good. Um, twilight it, struggle, twilight struggle. Now that is a, another, it, it's a lot to take on, right? But it's How many well players? worth it. Two players. Okay. That's it. Um, but it's card driven using historical events to drive what wow. happens. So like, uh, a lot of it is area control. You're trying to have the most of the the world as you can under yeah. your control. Okay. And so, uh, you know, you might play a Fidel Castro card, which affects how Cuba and North America have some interaction. You know, now no longer can you go to Cuba from the U.S. or whatever. Like right, there are right. certain – every card has a historical meaning. Right. Um, it's awesome. And it, it, I mean, games like that – like Combat Commander, all those that, that have gotten me interested in, in history. Right, right. And it's set essentially, obviously, 45 to 85 or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you play uh, early war, mid war, and late war okay. stages of the game. Fair enough. Wow. And so different cards, cards from the late war do not come in until certain events have happened that would predicate oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so maybe different decks? Or... Yeah, it's three different okay. decks. Three different yeah. decks to, for which part of the war you're yes. in. Got it. Wow. All right. Wow, that's neat. It's a great game. Yeah. It's a, and whenever I play a game that, and I call them fiddly, Mm -hmm. but whenever I play a game that is fiddly that I love, I feel like I've won because it's like, it's like when you read a classic novel that is dense, like the first Faulkner book I finished. I was like, Oh God, thank you. Blessedly short. But I, (laughs) but I finished it. I finished it. Right. (laughs) I'm not an idiot. And, uh, cause they're, cause they are, they're, I mean, pe- people are like, will you play games? I mean, there there are people who will belittle anything, obviously. But it's just like, because some things are much more. We just came. I just went to uh, Arkansas and Mississippi. I-, I played Atlanta. And then my husband's family are all from Mississippi and Arkansas. And I met some caricatures of some human beings. and um, Archetypes. <laughs> archetypes. And they were, they were. All, they're all lovely people, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, that's a very, that seems to be a very Southern saying, well, bless her heart, after <laughs> right. saying some sort of nightmare comment. Uh, <laughs> and, no offense, but you're an idiot. And uh, essentially is the Wisconsin yeah. version of that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but in Arkansas, all of Andy's dads, he lives on this dirt road, and uh, all of his, his neighbors are 
they bushy beard. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't have teeth. And they all have read Nathaniel Hawthorne. They've all read, you know, Garcia Marquez, a bunch of smart books that I right. haven't read, Umberto Eco. <laughs> and I'm like, so what? What are you telling me? Is that all there is to do in Arkansas is your chores and then you read? Is that it? And Andy's dad plays chess. And so Andy is not as, as Andy, he's not very good at chess. I right. am terrible at chess yeah. myself. I tend to play either offensively or defensively. Right. You need a nice combination of yeah, the two. You're going to lose. I'm every with time. you. Yeah. yeah. And so are, do you ever play like the, the classics, like backgammon or? Oh, yeah, I love. Backgammon. I love backgammon. I, and I like, and I, it's luck driven, but I don't mind. It, it is, but also there's a shit ton of skill in backgammon. I mean, the better player will win at backgammon. Even, I think, a better player with middling roles will beat a not good player with great roles. Like, I think that will happen. True. Um, so I, th- I okay. think, there, yes, there's a heavy dose of luck in backgammon, but uh, overall, I think skill trumps. Um, but I love, I love backgammon, hearts, uh, euchre, uh, uh, dominoes. At Mad Men, Oftentimes, it's those games that I can get people to play. Okay. And uh, somebody recently, backgammon was kind of Michael Gladys, who played Paul Kinsey on Mad Men, and I played, a, I mean, we had kind of a game a year for, for the three years that he was on the show. We played Hive, uh, which is a two-player abstract game with these little bugs. That's It's sort of like chess light. But okay. It's, it's great. Yeah. And, and backgammon. Uh, was one of our big games and, uh, uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember the third, but anyway, um, this year, uh, the big game, uh, and I didn't even bring it in. I don't know if Ham brought it in or somebody else brought it in, but Domino's has been the big game at work. I don't even get Domino's. I know that if they fall down, They're, they do fall down. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, it's sort of like in the way that it's played, the way that it's laid out, it's sort of like Uno kind of, or heart hearts or oh, rather okay. crazy eights. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Crazy eights or war. Uh, no, not like, well, I mean, it's where you're matching things. So like okay. if, if, you know, if there's a five and a two out, then you have to play a five or a two to, to play off the ends. Okay. I mean, it's pretty simple. Okay. So dominoes, there's one, there's one bunch of dots, one number on one side, one number on the other side. Right. Seriously. I've never had a domino set. That's as so, far as, uh, that's, uh, a, that's all the information you need. Right. Okay. So, uh, if one size has a five and the other side has a two, mm-hmm. one of your dominoes has to be either a five or a two and then you just add to it. Yeah. Basically. Okay. But, but the, the, and there are a million different versions of it. Um, uh, I know in Minnesota, I, I played a lot of Mexican train and out here, what these guys are playing is something, I think it's called all Mexican fives train. or fives up, something okay. like that. Um, and it's a, you know, it's, it, it, this one is more of, you have to focus on whenever you play a domino, you look at what the ends are. And if it's a multiple of five, you score that many points as you're oh, going. Weird. And so it's like a. It's sort of you score points as you play, and then at the end you want to go out first, like in Uno. Again, you want to you want to play all your dominoes like first, gin. like Jen. Yes, okay. And then you gain also the points that your opponent the had in bonus. their hand. Okay. So all right, it's that's been a that's been. Have you always a, enjoyed dominoes? No, I've only just actually Ham was just teaching it to me the other day. I'm, Fair I'm, enough. I'm behind on dominoes. All I've, right. I've played again Mexican trains. I, Mexican train, which is a type of dominoes I've played before, but this version is is uh, a now, lot. No, what's of Mexican train? Mexican train is sort of, uh, I mean, you, it's played similarly. It's just scored differently. You don't earn tens, uh, fives and tens. You don't earn with that dominoes. Stuff. Are there always scores? Is there always a piece of paper with two people? You know, what, what are your scores when you do these? Yeah. Things? Okay. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. All right. Good to know. And, uh, <laughs> I like, so I bought, uh, th- those are the ones. And then I like this Lord of the Rings, um, collective game, the cooperative game, the cooperative game, which might also, I think it's just called Lord of the Rings. It is. The yeah. Lord, it's a. It's, it's an original. There are a bunch of Lord of the Rings games, but yeah. this is Lord of the Rings by Reiner Knizia, 
which yes. is uh, it, it's cooperative and it has a couple expansions with it. That and the tension is unbearable. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's like pandemic. I mean, you're like, oh god, if we have another epidemic, and in Lord of the Rings, it's like if another one of those fucking dies. eyes come up, oh, we're man. dead. We're yeah. dead. And it just it's um, and those. I mean, I for some reason those games really suck me in. And I just I like the idea of us all playing against the board. I think is oh yeah, I like as abused too. as a child board game was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but then you, there are games too, like Shadows Over Camelot or Battlestar Galactica, which are it, they are people playing against the game. But then there, well, in Battlestar there is for sure a Cylon or two. In in um, Shadows over Camelot, there may or may not be a traitor amongst you. At the beginning of the game in Shadows, yeah. you, you hand out. So if there are five of us playing, you, ha- you have six roll cards, one of which is traitor. Right. So everybody draws one, keeps it face down. Right. So you don't know that traitor card may have been put back in the box. You could all be on the same side, but every turn you have to, like in pandemic, you have to take a good action and a bad action. Right. And so you have to sort of, if you're the traitor, you have to play it off like, God, I don't want to do this. This is the least, trust me, this is the least I can do. <laughs> it's the least awful thing I can do. It's the same in Battlestar. Although if you're there is a Cylon. A, if you're a Cylon, you don't want to let people know. But there is a midpoint in the game in Battlestar where it is revealed. All the Cylons are revealed. And then the game shifts radically and it becomes a, a fight against the other players outwardly. Man. But it's a, that's a hell of a game. That Those will sound – Shadows Over Camelot, by the way, is the game that I was trying to think of at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's the one that uh, I think it was Ian had or uh, somebody. What, what, somebody at the, at the gaming event I went uh-huh. to. That's the game that that couple brought. And uh, – because it was, it's cooperative, but it's also tricksy. Yes. So exactly. that, that sounds great. And that Battlestar Galactica, I would think everyone's a Cylon. And, oh, I'm, that's I'm, what you do. The whole time you're like, every time anybody does anything, you're like, fuck you, you're a Cylon. And even <laughs> if you're a Cylon, you're like, fuck you, you're a Cylon. I mean, the whole time it's about throwing light and making everyone else feel like you, you couldn't be the Cylon. <laughs> It's great. I enjoy that. That's awesome. So what would you recommend? Like, what are good starter games for people? What um, the heck? Well, it depends on what kind of game you want to you want to play. Okay. Uh, uh, for like, if you want to start, I always suggest there's one called "I'm the Boss," which is a great uh, sort of negotiation game. Uh, a good starter negotiation plays three to six players. Uh, it's by Sid Saxon, and it's one where you are uh, um, all trying to negotiate business deals, and the people involved in each deal it's dictated by a throw of the dice, but. Um, it's really, really fun. It can get real messy. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm in charge of this negotiation, so I'm going to take 60% and you guys are each going to take 40%. And then somebody else plays and I'm the boss card and they're like, well, now I'm the boss. And you're like, shit. And they <laughs> say, now you're going to take 2% and I'm going to, you know, and, yeah. it, and it, it's a really fun game. That's a fun to go. You can't take it too seriously because right. there's a lot of luck in it, but it's a fun surface game. And it's a pretty quick game. Uh, relatively. Yeah. Like an hour. An hour. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, you know, we're talking about Shadows over Camelot and Battlestar Galactica. I, I would – Shadows could be a starter game. Battlestar is a little complicated. You might want to play a couple games first. One of the games that's like that though uh, is called The Resistance. And it's by this guy, Don Eskridge. Uh, and it was recently – it used to be uh, – he just printed up the rules for playing cards. But now it's been published. And it's really pretty pictures. And it's by this indie – I think it's called Indie Board and Card Games or something like that. Okay. Uh, is the publisher. And it's, um, it's another game where you are all the resistance. You are all the, the good guys okay. fighting against the government, but two or, or three of you are also spies. Okay. And you don't let anyone know. It's like, have you ever played Werewolf or Mafia? Yeah. It's like that where okay. in Werewolf, you don't know who the werewolf is. You don't know in the Mafia, you don't know who the, who the informant is. Right. 
but in Resistance, you don't know who the spies are. And it, what's great about it is he's built a game where usually to play a good game of Werewolf, you need at least eight to 15 people, like to play a really good game of Werewolf. Resistance is like Werewolf, but for five Oh, that's players. great. Yeah, because so that is the smaller... problem. With, you, you need too many people exactly. to really make it happen. Yeah. I mean, and Resistance, super easy to pick up, really inexpensive. It's under $20. It's, oh, great. It's easy to find. Um, I made yeah. I made a game called um, Five Card Nancy. Have you heard of Five Card Nancy? No, it hasn't made it back to me yet. Uh, it's a game that all you have to do, I mean, that's because it's a, a game you make. What you do is you get a Nancy comic strip. <laughs> I like it already. And you blow up and print on cardstock different comic strips and then you cut out each panel sure and then you people are dealt different panels and then you have to create a story out of five card nancy so sounds amazing it is amazing and it always gets dirty it's got to yeah i mean there's no it turns out could you is there a variant of five card five card kathy because that would be uh i mean just awful and you know what i have to say to that ack <laughs> Why wouldn't I say act? Right. Um, I have to tell you, Nate, I, Kathy used to drive me because I've been doing stand up forever, right? And I used to read it religiously, hoping that I would write the definitive joke <laughs> for Kathy that would make whoever writes Kathy go away. <laughs> and I was like, finally, I realized I don't think you've got that kind of power. No. But I like the dream that I thought I had that kind of power for years, easily three <laughs> years of doing stand up comedy. Sometimes you get a little megalomaniac when you start doing stand up. Sure. You're going to change the world. With that joke, and then you write a dick joke. Spent a lot of time in the car or on the plane thinking <laughs> right, about these things. Right. Yeah. Driving around the Midwest, listening yeah. to movies on tape right. that that you've audio ripped. I did that, too. I did love, you? I love that you did that. I used to go to the drive-in movie for some reason I, when I was a kid. Uh, I And, you know, at the drive-in, you could tune in to the radio station that had right. the sound from the – and I would just record all the sound. So I had like a just, handheld next to it or something? No, no. Or? Like I would tune in on the radio on like a oh, boombox right. and then oh, on the cassette just hit record. Hit record. I don't know why, but oh my God, I listened to like, uh, I think Little Shop of Horrors, Turner and Hooch. I oh. listened to these movies a number of times. I enjoy because uh, Little Shop of Horrors has some cred to it, but Turner and Hooch no. is just awesome. It's That's just pretty, I... pretty amazing. I'm probably going to be the only person who's listened to Turner and Hooch on tape. <laughs> and you, I'm hoping. And I'll tell you, because if you've seen the movie enough, uh, oh, yeah. you know exactly what's happening. Oh, no. I know what the... I know what that sound is. I know that that's the dog. He's shaking his head and then it goes to slow-mo. I know. I know these. That is awesome. Oh, my God. People, get out there and rent Turner and Hooch. Yes. I think that's – if you take one message away from today, it's, it's true. That's Turner it. That's, that's the message. Rent it and turn off the screen. Just listen to the sound. Just listen. I, I once had a TV that uh, that was an old-timey uh, had to warm up thing. Uh-huh. And as the bulb or the, the – Tube. The tube uh, died – one day when it died, I realized I had been sitting in a chair listening to <laughs> shitty television for like an hour and a half waiting for it to get together, get it together. Get your act together, TV. And it never did. It never really did. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. You were just stuck in that, that void between uh, picture I, and no picture. Right. I guess I'll, I guess I'll mop while uh, this TV warms up. Rich Summer, I have to say, this has been delightful. Absolutely. Likewise. likewise. I appreciate you coming on the show. This is super fun. And uh, people... Watch uh, the shows that you're already watching, essentially. You're already watching <laughs> The Office and Bird Notice and Mad Men. And, and get out there and uh, get L.A. Noir because it is a really cool, it is a really cool video cool. game. But uh, more than that, uh, go out and get a board game. 
And yeah, right? just think of that. There's one player board games out there. So I know you have friends. I know you do. But some of them aren't into playing board games. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Thank you. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?